0: Good. I wish things were going better. <laughs> it's been an odd
1: one. But <laughs> <So> that's
0: okay.
1: Well, the kitty cat
0: snagged <laughs> my shirt. Uh oh.
1: <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Not real loud. Good morning. There we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome. We're glad you're glad you're here today, and we welcome everyone to. Uh, uh, Community Baptist Church, is, there we go, uh, as we share this time of worship and fellowship together. We welcome you all. Um, we welcome our guests especially. Uh, we're glad that you're here. We know it's a summer slump time, and, and today is one of those days that, um, just hang on, folks, because we'll get through this somehow or another. Um, you, I hope you got a worship folder today. If you did, take a look at it and ignore it. Because it has changed. We have personnel issues today. Felicia's sick, and and, uh, so we're changing things up. So uh, as far as the order of service, you can just ignore this. I hope you can just go with the flow today, uh, because that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, Let me remind everyone of the attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask, if you would, to take those and fill them out so we can have a record of your attendance with us. And also go ahead and check in on uh, on your smartphone today. And um, if you do that, we'd appreciate it. And we have several things that are coming up uh, uh, shortly. Uh, first of all, our youth will be having a cookout tomorrow at the Dunham's house. Our upperclassmen group will be going to Bardstown on Saturday to see the Stephen Foster story and see, see uh, Sue for that, and uh, she'll, be, she'll order a ticket for you. Uh, our children are going to be having a back-to-school bash next Sunday. I can't believe I'm saying back to school already. It it is here, isn't it? And our, wish, our women's mission group will be um, meeting next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday at Rookies. And so uh, please RSVP to uh, to Brittany Smith so she'll uh, make sure we have enough folks. Also during that week, we're, uh, that'll, we're, we're designating that as paint week. Uh, we're going to be painting the lower part of the gym uh, the week of August the 6th. And if you could help with that, we would appreciate it. Uh, Just see Sybil, and she'll sign you up. We are glad that you're here today. We welcome everyone, and let me invite you now to stand and let us greet each other and share the love of Christ with one another today. God, our souls are weary. We hear the loud clamor of the world, and we witness the terror and the trauma all around us. Sometimes we find ourselves longing for the good old days when life seemed so much safer and so much simpler, when we felt cherished and protected. And in this spirit of chaos and confusion, we have come to this time of worship seeking your peace and your hope. The psalmist wrote about green pastures and refreshing springs of water, places of rest. He spoke of quietness and comfort flooding our thirsting souls. Oh, what we would give for such a place in our hearts. But God, we also recognize that in the midst of all that is difficult in our lives, There is one who leads us to these places where, when we have gathered our strength and healing, we are prepared to go forth in confidence again to serve. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, knows our names. He knows our needs. He listens for our cries and responds with love. And so we offer to Him today the names and the situations that we know of illness, of mourning, of stress, and concerns which have touched our lives and our souls. We long for healing and for restoration, and we pray for God's abundant love to flow over us until until we are more than filled. God will be with all of of these dear ones in their situations and needs. And God will be with us, strengthening us, restoring us, healing us, challenging us us to witness to the good news of God's kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. Open our hearts this day, O Lord, and enter into our lives. Like a shepherd, lead us to number 405, and we're going to stand. I know we're not going to stand, but we are going to sing verses 1, 2, and 4, and I'm going to try to accompany you on this piano. <laughs> this is a beautiful hymn. I grew up singing it,
0: and I dearly love it.
2: Of uh, I communicated with Jika this morning. She should be at her home as we speak. She has spent wonderful time with her new grandbaby in Cleveland, uh, Miles Elliott, if you didn't know the name. And so we'll, we've missed her, but I'm glad she had a good trip. Will you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, we come to you today with thankful hearts. Thankful for so many things it's hard to list, but each one of us right now, if they take just a second to say specific things that you're thankful for today, we need to do that, for you have loved us and given to us, and we need to be more grateful all the time. I do believe that we can show our thankfulness in, a, in ways such as going out and speaking a good word for Christ, speaking a good word to your fellow man, sharing good good feelings, not the negative, not be reluctant to, to go in strange, maybe unnatural places that you can minister to others. We need to reach out to these people, reach out to our next-door neighbors everyone and then we can also show our gratitude by our offerings because only with our offerings can we continue to do what i just said as a church we want to minister to the community but we need everyone's help so we bless this offering today and say thank you again dear lord for being our good shepherd and giving us all that you've given us amen
3: Good morning. I'm going to be like Pam. I'm going to add a little bit of extra before the scripture serve part. Uh, I've had several questions this morning. If you've noticed that in August, uh, Brother Tim's going to be out, and I'm going to do two programs. And I want to just give you a little piece of information so that you can kind of get the word out. The first one on August the 8th is a program regarding advanced directives. And Chris Hopgood has been so gracious, he'll be helping me that evening. And if you are 18 years or age or older, you're an adult. Everyone needs an advanced directive, a living will, your wishes put down. Most people say, I've got time to do that later. And... You may not have that time. Uh, very quickly, I want to say I was an only child. My grandparents died when I, well, my last grandparent died when I was three months old. If my husband and I had been in an accident together, I'm the worst nightmare of finding a living relative because didn't have any around here so it was very important for me to have my wishes put down Uh, but all of us need to do that Uh, don't leave it up to somebody just because you think they will do it and we'll be talking about that just as we prepare our souls for heaven let's prepare our earthly paperwork here to get us, make it smooth for our families. Uh, But please plan to attend. Tell your friends, family. It's open to anyone. And then on August the 15th, I've had some questions about this one. It's on medication assistance. Uh, I was a social worker at Methodist Hospital for 27 years. That was probably one of the biggest needs was people couldn't afford their medications or they really struggled. Even if you have an income that you think I can make ends meet if I watch my pennies, there are ways that everyone can help through manufacturing programs, uh, the drug manufacturing programs, uh, that you can get a little bit of help. Example, my husband was on expensive uh, stomach medicine. Uh, After insurance, it cost us $60, but the drug program had a coupon that we paid no more than $20 a month. Well, $40 fills up my car with a tank of gas. So, hey, that's wonderful. So we'll be talking about different ways that you can kind of get assistance, whether it be a coupon, a drug program, or whatever it might be, uh, and even like your state programs we'll be talking about. So, again, put the word out. If you know somebody that this would be beneficial to, or if you can come and then pass that information on to other people, please do so. Hopefully uh, everyone will gain something from it. Now, if everyone would join me for our scripture reading today, it is Mark 6, chapters 30 through 34. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Good Shepherd
1: song. We're going to get an opportunity to sing that song in just a few moments. That'll be our closing hymn for today. I uh, read about a man a while back who went to an automobile auction where they were selling cars to benefit a certain charity, and the cars were classified as either running or no start. And on the auction block block, there was a, a no start car there, and it had shattered wind, windshields, two uh, missing tires, the sagging front bumper and and the the grill was was cockeyed and and the hood was kind of sprung up and at an angle, and things and dents were just all over the body. It was a, just a heap and before he started the bidding. The auctioneer announced the car's make and model and year and and, and and then the auctioneer read the owner's comments on that. Please note the owner added the radio does not work."
0: <laughs> duh.
1: I would think that might be the only thing on there that did work. And they, but obviously there was a lot more wrong with this car than just a broken radio. But you know something? I, I, some people are a lot like that car. They're broken and they're not even sure how they got that way. It's kind of like a, the pastor, and this almost happened here just a few minutes ago. It's kind of like the pastor who, was, who always started each service by saying, The Lord be with you, and the people would respond, And also with you. But one Sunday morning, the PA system wasn't working, and the first thing that the pastor said was, There's something wrong with this microphone, and the people responded, And also with you. <laughs> If truth be told, we would all have to confess that there's something wrong with all of us, right? Well, in our lesson for today, Mark tells us that the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to Him all of the things that they had been doing and teaching. And then because so many people were coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to eat, He told them to to come with Me by yourselves to a quiet place and let's get some rest. And so they went in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leave, they ran on foot and got there ahead of them. And when Jesus landed and saw the large crowd of people, He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Sheep without a shepherd. What? A descriptive term that is that was jesus 's reaction to the crowd of folks who were looking for him. He had compassion upon them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Have you ever come away from the evening news and just been saddened by the human condition? I know it's a wonderful world that we live in, and each of us are, are, are happy in our, uh, uh, to be alive, but, but have you ever just been touched by the pathos of, of, of human society? There's, there's something sad, there's something almost pathetic about human beings. For all of our pride and for all of our, our knowledge, for all of our sophistication, there are areas of our lives in which we are so vulnerable. So uncertain, so insecure. And we all feel it, we all see it. Middle aged people watching young people, remembering days gone by, saying, Man, I wouldn't want to be 13 again for anything. I mean, all the struggles and all of the intense feelings, and we envy their youth, but not their situation. And we all have these issues, the the heartache of of loving and, and losing people that we love, the fears and insecurities about the future, aging and dying. The inability to get our acts together and doing those things that we know in our hearts we ought not to be doing, and, and jumping headlong into those things that are destructive to us, the difficulty of of connecting our lives to one another when you think about so many of our situations in life, I am certain that God is still looking upon the human condition and has compassion upon us because we remind God of sheep without a shepherd. But how are we like sheep without a shepherd? Well, for one thing, sheep have a tendency to wander off. And so do we. The shepherd has to be ever so watchful whenever the sheep are in treacherous uh, terrain because they will inevitably wander off and get themselves into trouble. It happens all the time. How many have you ever heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls? Yeah, a lot of us have heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls is a large collection of ancient manuscripts. Many of them are copies of the Old Testament books, and and um, and these manuscripts date back to the time of Jesus and even before. And the interesting thing is, before these scrolls were discovered, the earliest Old Testament manuscripts could only be dated back to the 10th century. And so these Dead Sea scrolls, these Dead Sea manuscripts are over a thousand years older than anything that we had before. So this was a huge find for biblical scholarship. But do you know how they were discovered? That's the interesting thing. Back in the 1930s, there was a shepherd boy who was looking for his lost sheep in the valley near the Dead Sea. And, and, and the valley had lots of caves in the walls of the valley. And, and, and so the boy was throwing rocks into the caves to try to scare out any sheep that might be hiding in, inside the caves. And when he threw a rock into one of the caves, he heard the sound of something breaking, like a, like a, 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 a clay pot. And so he went in to investigate, and he found hundreds of sealed pots with these ancient manuscripts inside. They became known as the Dead Sea Scrolls. Isn't that classic? A major archaeological discovery, all because sheep are prone to wander, getting lost. But of course, sheep are not the only creatures that have a tendency to wander off, are they? I read recently that here in America, over 2,300 people are reported missing every single day. 2,300 people. Some are displaced by hurricanes or other natural disasters, and others are abducted by a distraught parent. An old man with dementia just walks off. Teenagers tired of the abuse that they face at home flee for what they suppose will be a fresh start. Some people fake their deaths, and others are taken with criminal intent. The military calls it miss- missing in action. And that happens to way too many people. Missing in action. There's a story not long ago about a 19-year-old boy who suddenly went missing with no explanation. He just disappeared into the woods of Maine, and, and he lived alone. For 27 years, living mostly on what he could steal from cabins in that area. People, people there never really saw him. They, uh, they had never really seen him, and, and they, they weren't even really sure that he even existed. Some people thought he was just a myth, and they called him the North Pond Hermit. But now we know that he really is real. His name is Christopher Knight. The police estimate that he committed more than 1,000 burglaries during this time. And when he was arrested in April of 2013 after being caught on on surveillance camera, he spoke to a police officer, which was the first human contact that he had had since a brief hello with a hiker back in the mid-1990s. 27 years. What happened to Christopher Knight? What possessed him to wander off into the woods and just disappear? We don't know. Maybe it was a mental condition or maybe he was alienated from his family. We really don't know what possessed him to to lose himself in the main woods. (coughs) But you know what? It really shouldn't surprise us. Because other people lose themselves in so many ways. Some choose unsavory companionships. Some take up risky habits and become addicted to alcohol and drugs. And some fall vic- victims of violence, and some just wander off like sheep without a shepherd. Maybe they're looking for greener pastures. And a lot of people have no interest in returning home. <coughs> Sir Thomas Beecham. Um, A British um, conductor was conducting a a rehearsal of Handel's Messiah. And so he said to the choir during the rehearsal, he said, when we sing that part that says, all we like sheep have gone astray, might we please have a little more regret and a little less satisfaction? (laughs) Unfortunately, that's how a lot of lost sheep are these days. Not much regret about being lost. totally satisfied. God looks upon our human situation and, and God sees us as sheep without a shepherd and it saddens God to see us just floundering around with no sense of direction and no sense of purpose and no sense of hope. Sheep are prone to wander. But another way that we are like sheep is that sheep are also quite fragile. I mean, think about it. Sheep have no natural defenses. They they have to be watched constantly. They need to be protected at night. Predators are persistently trying to infiltrate the the flock to, to kill a sheep and to eat a sheep. And sheep are... short-sighted, they can only see about six feet in front of them. And so, it doesn't matter how many times you bring a sheep, a wayward sheep, back into the flock, they'll just wander off again because they can't learn from their mistakes. And that's important because sheep are defenseless. They don't have much of a bite. They don't have claws or horns or fangs. They don't even have a stink bag like a skunk. And and to make matters even worse, they're they're top-heavy, and they have spindly little legs, and so they can't run very fast, and they have no camouflage. So if a, a wolf is chasing a sheep, they're just out of luck. So sheep are not exactly the king of the forest kind of creature, is it? They're easy prey. And they're easily frightened and confused. It doesn't take much to scramble the mind of a nervous sheep. They have been known to even uh, plunge right over the edge of a cliff in panic, one right after another. So you see, sheep are fragile. They're vulnerable. Just like a lot of people. We've been hearing a lot about the Me Too movement in the last couple of years, about how sexual abuse has been even more prevalent than, than we ever realized. And we've heard about people of power requiring sexual favors from vulnerable people, like wolves prey upon sheep. I'm glad the sheep are speaking up now and the wolves are being justly punished. But sometimes the sheep need someone to speak up for them. And there's power in numbers as groups are doing that now. But sometimes we need somebody to do that for us. Laura Davis tells about a time in her childhood when she remembers that they were, they were doing something with their house and they were contractors in and out of their house and she was a small child and one of the t- contractors tried to molest her. Well, fortunately for Laura, she, she told her mother about it and her mother became furious and went after that contractor with a broomstick, fired him on the spot and made him leave the house. And for Laura, that was a defining moment. One which, sadly, not a lot of victims don't have. You see... Her mother's anger had had become a means of her protection, of Laura's protection. And because of that, she felt loved. She felt safe. She felt important because her mother had taken that kind of action. In a case like that, Laura's mother was serving as Laura's shepherd to her child. And I just wish every parent was that forceful in dealing with a predator. God's angry when somebody tries to harm one of God's sheep in any way. And that's why God sent Christ to be our shepherd. I'm the good shepherd, says Jesus in John 10, 14. I know my sheep and they know me. This is the good news for today, folks. The Creator God not only looks upon the world with compassion and with pity, but God has moved into the world God's self to redeem the the world, to become the shepherd of the sheep, and even more than that, to become the lamb that was slain for the sins of, of the world. There's a great book. Uh, with a great title. The title of the book is A, a Turtle on a Fence Post. Uh, Alan Emery wrote this book. And he tells about a night when he spent on the plains of Texas with a shepherd and was keeping watch over about a flock of about 2,000 sheep. The shepherd uh, prepared a bonfire for, for cooking supper and for keeping warm that night. And the, the sheepdogs had uh, lay down near the fire as the, as the stars were filling the sky. And then suddenly Emory heard the unmistakable wail of a coyote. You've probably heard some around the, here these days. And then he heard the answering call of another coyote on the other side of the range. The sheepdogs were, were not pa- patrolling at that particular moment, and the coyotes seemed to know that. And so the shepherd got up and threw some more logs onto the fire. And when Emery looked out at the sheep, what he saw amazed him. Thousands of little lights. Emery says, I realize that these lights were the reflection of the eyes of the sheep. It seems that in the midst of danger, the sheep were looking not out into the darkness, but they were keeping their eyes on the shepherd. I guess sheep aren't so dumb after all. (laughs) See,
0: That's
1: what we, you and I, need to do as well. We need to keep our eyes on the shepherd. In John 10, verse 27, Jesus said that his sheep hear him and follow him and that he knows them. Now, those of us who live in the Western world, we don't, we don't really have an accurate picture of what it means to be led by sheep. Because Western shepherds drive their sheep from behind, usually using dogs nipping at their, at their ankles. Uh, but Eastern shepherds, like those in, in the Bible, they lead their sheep from in front. Neil Anderson tells about watching a shepherd uh, lead his flock from, on a hillside just outside of Bethlehem when he was there one time. He said the shepherd sat down on a rock and, and the sheep were grazing in the field in front of him. And he sat there for a while and, and then he, after a while he just stood up. He said a few words to the sheep and walked away. And guess what happened? The sheep walked with them. The sheep followed him. It was fascinating, he says. Anderson says that, that the words of Jesus in John ten twenty seven suddenly took on a new meaning. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You know, so often in our modern world we become so busy, we become so anxious with the noise of life that we can't hear the voice of the shepherd. But still the shepherd calls. He knows us each by our names and he cares for us as if there was no other, there was no one else on this earth. Jesus told a parable in Luke 15 about a shepherd with a hundred sheep and loses one of them. And so what does he do? He leaves the 99 in the open country and goes after that one lost sheep until he finds it. And when he finds it, he puts it on his shoulders and heads towards home. And then he calls his friends and his neighbors and he said, Rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. And then Jesus said, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who have no need to repent. My friends, what we need to see today is that Christ's love is both universal and also highly personal, individualized. The Good Shepherd loves his flock of sheep as a whole and will protect that flock at all costs. But at the same, at the same time, the Good Shepherd loves each and every one of, of us individual sheep as if we were the only sheep in the world. The point is that people often wander away from the flock. But there is one who is our good shepherd, who is always seeking to rescue us and to bring us back into the fold, if if we will allow him to. A favorite hymn that we sang just a moment ago says, that we are prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Are you feeling a little lost today? Or maybe you're feeling more than just a little lost. If that's the case, then you're in luck. Because I've got some good news for you. The Good Shepherd is here to, to help you to find your way back home. The Good Shepherd wants to put you upon His shoulders and to bring you back to safety. So, listen closely, and you'll hear him calling your name. We all stand in need of a shepherd. May we follow God's voice so that we may live the abundant and eternal life that God has promised. Amen. We're going to sing closing hymn will be on the screen there, the song that was sung just a moment ago. Looks like I, I wasn't familiar with it, but a beautiful little song. So let's stand and let's sing together Shepherd of my soul and let us allow this to be the prayer of our hearts. God, we thank you that you are our good shepherd. We thank you for your protecting arms that surround us, that you keep us from harm, that you promise us that no one can take us away. You lead us forward. And we pray that you would do that today, that you would lead us from this place. That you would lead us into the world to serve God's people. Lead us into the world, O God, to to witness to God's love in all that we do. And that we would go in your peace. Because you have promised that your peace will go with us. Lead us, O God. Like a shepherd leads his sheep. Amen.